Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in John chapter 2. We read about the wedding feast where Jesus turned water into wine. We've talked before about how obedience led to this miracle. The servants were told to fill the six water pots with water, which would be something they would have done many times. They were obedient, and Jesus showed them a miracle. The other day, we read about the commander who had leprosy, being told to simply go to the Jordan and wash seven times and he would be well. He complained, but he did it anyway and received his miracle. Zechariah was offering service to the Lord when the angel Gabriel told him his wife would have a son, and not just any son, his son would be blessed and had the huge responsibility of preparing the people for the Messiah. Let us do the tasks we've been given today with a renewed sense of expectation, knowing the Lord comes to us with miracles as we are doing the normal. Another insight I had today was that Jesus' mother was at this feast, and it was she who asked Jesus to help with the wine. He told her that his time had not yet come. However, he prepared to do the miracle. As a mother, I can totally relate. It seems I'm usually a step ahead of my sons and help them prepare for their next thing. In verse 11, we read his disciples believed in him, adhered to, trusted in, and relied on him. Perhaps this is the reason he changed the water into wine. Next, Jesus went to the temple, saw all the selling that was being done, and drove the people out of the temple. They sold oxen, sheep, doves, and even money. People brought their money that had to be changed to temple money, which cost money. We read about Jesus' jealousy for his father's house. In verse 34, we read, But Jesus, for his part, did not trust himself to them because he knew all men. Let us be careful who we trust. Jesus didn't trust many people. He shows us to be careful here. And verse 35 says he could read men's hearts. He is still in the heart reading business, my friend. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Let us give our whole heart to him. Let's see what vision John sees in Revelation chapter 10. This chapter is somewhat of a break, an intermission, if you will, from the opening of the sixth and the seventh scroll. In verse one, we read about a mighty angel who is described like we would believe Jesus to be. He was robed in a cloud, had a halo like a rainbow over his head, reminding us of the covenant God made to mankind. His face was like the sun and feet were like fire. Some think this was Jesus and others argue it was the Archangel Michael. Either way, this mighty being contained a little book that John was instructed to eat at the end of the chapter. It was sweet going down, but bitter when it was ingested. This signifies the sweetness of prophecy in knowing the future, but how ultimately painful the message can be. The anticipation of God coming is sweet, but God's wrath over those who do not repent is difficult. A pastor's message continues to guide and lead people to Christ, and yet they know the wrath coming to those who do not accept the message. We also see God's patience as he waits for his perfect time to come to us and show us who he really is. His mysteries will be revealed, and he will gather up his own and show his wrath to those not his. Let us be extraordinarily grateful he chose us to be his and seek to know him better each day. Well, let's see what's happening in 2 Kings chapter 9. We read about God's plan coming to pass for Jezebel and Ahab. Remember, Jezebel brought Baal into the Israelite people. God determined to rid Ahab's house from the throne, and it was time. 
Elisha called a prophet to take and anoint Jehu, king of Israel, and give him the message that we see unfolding here in our chapter. Jehu heard of the prophecy long ago and carried out the plan. He killed King Joram, who was Ahab's son, and then went after Jezebel. She was thrown out of a window and before she could be buried was eaten by dogs. King Ahaziah, king of Judah, was with King Joram and was also killed by Jehu's men. In chapter 10, we read about all that Jehu did to remove Baal worship from Israel. He smote every leader, religious and royal, their family, close confidence of Ahab and Jezebel's reign. Everyone was wiped out. In verse 30, the Lord said to Jehu, because you have executed well what is right in my eyes and have done to the house of Ahab as I willed, your sons to the fourth generation shall sit on Israel's throne. He reigned for 28 years. There were two things he failed to do, however, remove the two golden calves and walk in the law of the Lord. We will read more about him in Chronicles. Let's see what wisdom Solomon has for us today in chapter 9. We see wisdom calling for the simple-minded, encouraging them to follow her. I love that God calls for us and is ready to fill us with his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We will not be left destitute of him because he is always seeking us. Let us accept his call and continue to seek him in all ways. Verse 8 says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. This is great advice for anyone in leadership. Verse 9 is encouraging to us and says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God, and he will increase in learning. Well, I love learning, my friend, and this verse assures us God will continue to teach us more of him, more of his ways, and will work on us until we come home to him. Let us be open to his teaching and open to his correcting, so we become more like him every day. Verses 13 through 18 show us that foolish people, those who sin, will always be attempting to gather others who will conspire with them. Those who follow will live with regret for their transgressions. Let us continue to pray for more wisdom, more truth, and the ability to be obedient to the Lord. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us your power and might. Thank you for teaching us more of you in your ways as we press in and seek you in your word. Help us follow you, Lord. Help us be obedient to you in every way. Keep us yours as we traverse this earth. Keep our hearts yours for eternity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.